Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another show of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? A lot has happened in the basketball world, and Josh's favorite golfer has won the U.S. Open, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 341 coming hot at you guys. And so 340. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Toss from Arctosopolis. And Toss, I feel like you'd appreciate this. Do you know what episode this is? 341. Never mind, dude. I was about to say it's the pie episode. I was so stoked on that, but it, but I just remembered pie is three fourteen, not three forty one. Hate to see that. Yeah, at least you you recognized. You caught yourself. I was ready to. I caught myself. I was ready to go. I'm like, oh, I was about to make. I wish we were all in the studio because Toss is in Dallas with his fam. Uh, Nick is unable to join uh, due to Father's Day obligations. Shout out to all the dads of recording on the Sunday night. Big thanks to my homie. Shout out to Toss's dad. Um, and I was stoked. I was going to be like, oh, I wish we were all in the studio together for a pie episode. We could all eat pie together. But that ship has long sailed. <laughs> we missed the boat on that one. We owe ourselves a slice. Love a good slice of pie. I had a slice of pie tonight, actually. Really? What's your favorite? Um, wait, are we talking pizza pie or are we talking dessert pie? I, I was talking I was talking dessert pie, but you had pizza. What kind of pie did you have tonight, dessert or pizza? Pizza, and it was pretty mediocre. So um, it was a collection, a collection of <laughs> – out of there's, there's various different types. But the issue I had with it was that the it was too doughy. I didn't feel that the crust was properly cooked all the way through. Okay. Now let me ask you this on the pizza front. Would you notice that there's a difference between the New York pizza and the Texas pizza as you were saying that New York pizza was overrated the other night? Meaning that it's overrated in the sense that it's supposed to be the best pizza in the world or at least the United States and not saying that it's not, but just saying that the places that I was taken when I visited New York I was underwhelmed, but that could have just been that the expectations that were built up in my head were that it was going to be life-changing. Okay, here's what I'll say this. P- New York pizza, not the best in the world. We had one of our buddies say Boston pizza was the best, which is absolute kick rocks. Um, best pizza in the world, I will die on the Italy hill, and I don't think that's crazy. The thing that I will bet my bottom dollar on for New York, though, is the bagels. That, to me, is a major difference. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Andy. <laughs> that might, I feel like that was an old saying I used to have too. You know, it's like a new one that because the D Jack Hobbs has like made its way and infiltrated like my for fifty like million car. rupee, right? Is it is it twenty million or fifty? I have to look, we have to look that up. Well, I think I think it ch- it changes, right? It continues to grow as the movie progresses. Oh, it does continue to grow, but I don't I don't know what that one was. But we were saying in New York, you would have loved this. If something was not a lock, it was B Ricky Ponting. 
like <laughs> is that one of the actual answers <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the other answer that he can't like it's like it's like d jack he's Hobbs. between jack Hobbs and ricky punting yeah <laughs> that's really funny to the point i posted something on my instagram like me and my father and my one of my buddy one of our friends jason you know, it's a mutual friend of toss and i uh he said that my dad was b ricky pontig which was <laughs> which was just so fucking funny you know um you know what else is yeah. funny is and this i guess is kind of a, a little bit of a case study with our listeners to see how many there are um how active they are and how much digging they want to do but mm-hmm. i actually the lead actor in slumdog millionaire which is the movie that we're talking about in in regards to the 50 million rupee and D. Jack Hobbs, lock it in. Um, <laughs> the the lead actor's name is Dev Patel, and he actually works out at the same gym as me. Well, oh, you've met? Yeah, you've mentioned that. Is he yoked or no? He could outbench Nick. Oh, so he's strong. He's also long. He definitely couldn't outbench Nick, by the way. But he's he's no. very he's very lean. <laughs> he's, no, he's like he's got like John Isner's body type. He is, he's thin. He's very thin. Wow, John Isner! What a throwback to the longest game of tennis in literally everyone's entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that game of tennis is unending. Uh, speaking of unending, the, there's a lot of endings that did happen in in basketball. Which was the? Cra- I mean, we I think we know. Well, I don't so know which which was which was the craziest. So we had the Jazz. Lose game six to the Clippers after bl- blowing a 25-point lead. We had the Sixers lose game seven to the Hawks at home. And then we had the Nets lose game seven at home in overtime heartbreaker where yeah. Katie literally left his soul on the basketball court. Which was which game was the most surprising? Which was the craziest game? And let's start with those two questions for you. I think that the most surprising game had to have been the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Just due to the fact that they got that first game without Kawhi. And I expected the Jazz to come roaring back and mm-hmm. take care of business. Because I truly do believe that they're the better of the two teams when you take Kawhi out of the equation. Even without Mike Conley. But Mike Conley actually played uh, in Game 6. I just... This is one of those games where Utah and, and the Clippers are similar teams in this regard. When one of them shoots lights out, it's almost impossible for them to win. And when a guy like Terrence Mann, I mean, you you always say a couple of things that we say all the time, right? One, in the playoffs that you have to have other guys that step up, which clearly always. for the Clippers, it's happened again and again. I mean, Terrence Mann had 37 points. They have 39, something like that. It's just ridiculous. It's his career high. It's his playoff high. It's his college high, like higher than any points he scored. He hasn't done that since high school. Yeah. If. If, if he even did that in in high school. And Reggie Jackson has continued to step up. Marcus Morris obviously has had a couple of games. Kennard has stepped up. Boogie Cousins had, uh, he he even had 11 points in today's game, which was crazy. Yeah, I was, I was stoked about that. That was exciting. I mean, that was, it was a little sad. Was it sad for you? I was like, it made me miss Boogie. Yeah, he's just, his style can't last in the NBA, especially not now. And he's had just so many injuries that at this point. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's done. He can, hardly, he can hardly move. 
But back to the the Clippers Jazz game, that's what surprised me the most was how hot the shoot, the shooting was for the Clippers. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. It almost made it look like there was nothing that the Jazz could do. They certainly weren't making a lot of adjustments. Rudy Gobert did not look like the defensive player of the year in that game. And what I was what I was mentioning before is that, you know, in the playoffs guys have to step up for you to get all the way there and win a championship. The other thing that you know, we always say defensively is you have to make the guys that aren't the superstars beat you. And you kind of have to just tip your cap to the Clippers and Terrence Mann because when you say that, you don't expect Terrence Mann or whoever it is to step up and, sh- and score over 35 points. Dude, right? we're, over, we're saying over Joe, okay. 35, like over yeah. 30. Like it's, I mean, Terrence Mann scoring over 30 points in a, in a playoff game, like in a, or like a, like a must win game for the Jazz and putting them away is, is, is insanity. Yeah, and I look across. This is something the Clippers have been doing all season. They're the best three-point shooting team in NBA history. I'm not surprised that they're able to hit these relatively open shots within the flow of their offense because Rudy Gobert looked lost at sea, as you like to say, out there. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is Donovan Mitchell didn't step up. Again, I'm going back to it, the Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker comp. Devin Booker, game one, has his first triple-double in his career, scores 40 points against this Clippers team, takes care of business when Kawhi isn't there. You have to step up in these big games. That's what the playoffs are all about, and Donovan Mitchell just straight-up didn't do that in Game 6. Yeah, I mean, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. He he had a good game, though. Let's not poo-poo the game he had. He had 35-plus. It wasn't his fault they lost necessarily. It's honestly, to me, it falls on the shoulders of, of Mr. Snyder because we're sitting there watching that basketball game and Gobert is getting burnt by Terrence Mann because they're breaking down the defense. He has to collapse in and guard the rim and then there's no one coming to help him. Like Mitchell had like, look, Mitchell didn't shoot perfectly, but he still had 39. He matched Mitchell's 39, you know? I, I mean, let me ask you this thing because you saw something similar in the Nets game. Con- Conley clearly was not at full health. Harden's clearly not at full health. Is it an issue for you that that some of these guys are coming back from full health and yeah, they're great players, but they're really just occupying time and minutes? Is it worth it at that point to have the quote unquote better guy out, even if they're not at full health? Yeah, I'm always going to pick James Harden to okay. do anything just, better than, Ty- than Tyler Johnson. Like, what are the alternatives <laughs> there? That that was that the, the, the slight pickings Mike in James, Brooklyn. Mike James for 45 minutes like I I love what he's you know his moments that he's had he's a a decent spark plug off the bench but I'm still gonna James Harden is I mean he was a he was atrocious he was really really bad he was two for two for 13 from three one of those was a chuck at the end of the quarter that banked in um he was a he was not I mean the one thing you can say about Mike James is he he's gonna be a non-factor James Harden was a huge factor he shot a lot of shots and missed a lot of them. Mm. I mean, you, you look at that team, clearly Kevin Durant put it all out on the floor. He's inches away from winning that game because his foot's on the line in, in regulation when he hits that shot. Giannis, I think in the last game, the distance that he was averaging from where he was taking the shots from the rim was 5.6 feet. So he's learning, or Bud is telling him, Stay in the paint, dominate there, because we don't want you taking mid-range shots. We don't want you taking three-point shots. This team's big is Blake Griffin, 
and Claxton, but Claxton wasn't even getting good minutes. So dominate, get in there and assert yourself. And that's what he did in this game. And, you know, Middleton uh, obviously helped out and the other guys didn't help KD out one lick. Joe Harris was atrocious this entire series. It's one of the the worst series I've seen from a role player. Again, going to go back to that guys, other guys have to step up outside of the superstars Mm -hmm. and what they can't do is what we've criticized guys, you know, Danny Green last year in, in the finals, almost loses them the finals, right? You've got Trevor Ariza in the Western Conference finals when the Rockets play the Warriors and he shoots them out of that game. Terry Rozier, we talked about it the other day on the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, when, when, you, when you shoot that poorly, that's how you lose a game. I just, the thing with the Bucks, I mean, it was almost like the Bucks should have taken care of business. That, that's why I'm concerned about the Bucks. And I know they're even money. And first of all, I do not think this Atlanta team is a joke by any stretch of the imagination. They are absolutely 100% for real, and it's a dangerous matchup for the Bucks unless Giannis gets in the goddamn paint. I don't know what took him so long. We said it from the jump at the beginning of the series. Get Giannis in the paint. I don't know what Gobert and Snyder were doing. I don't know why. Gobert had 12 points in that game six. Ayton, on the other hand, had 12 points at the half. Yeah, they the went to him. Don't, he got the first possession. He grabbed an offensive rebound and scored it too. What did I text you? And I texted you right away. I go, Aiton game. And you know what? That's how you do it because you let Aiton, you let Aiton go in there and you let him cook and you let him exploit beat the you in the middle. Exploit, exploit, the matchup. exploit the matchup. And and that Devin Booker didn't have to get cooking early. He could kind of ease into the game and come second half, he's just lights out and takes over. And that's been proves yes, he's a superstar. Proves yes, he probably is better than Donovan you, Mitchell. You truly believe offensively. He's better than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, okay. He's better than Donovan Mitchell. He proved the point. Of I like, mean, the hey, guy's never even played a playoff game and he is abs- he's ice cold. He's yeah. ice cold. I texted you and our other buddy that I want to put together, we always make top five lists, but like top five of the purest scores, like aesthetic scores in the game. And he and PG are both on that top five. That first team, all NBA, just silky smooth. Like they're there. They're both there. Yeah. I mean, that rest of that, that re- I mean, I think this is going to be a quick series if no Kawhi. And he's already missing game two automatically. He, the, the, it's not going to get easier for the Clippers. No, like Terrence once- Mann night's not every night. You're missing, you're missing 25 points per game last series from Chris Paul. Well, That's got to yeah. factor in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's going to factor in next game. He's coming back next game. He's going to be there on. He'll be there on Tuesday. So he's going to be there Tuesday night, and it's just not going to get any easier. And guess what? That shoulder that was injured, his body that was aching, he's got a lot of time to rest now. They take care. Of, you, that was a must-win for the Clippers, man. And they did not take care of. They, I mean, like, look, they tried, but like. At the same time, Aiton is playing his best basketball. You have Booker, and you have Cameron Payne, who like Cameron Payne is like it, it just goes to show you. A sometimes you got to be a little, got to be a little patient with these guys sometimes. Yeah, look, you can't wait nine, ten years for guys to kind of get it together. The NBA, there's too many other guys coming in, but it goes to a point of like a guy like Cameron Payne, whoever was a lottery pick, everyone kind of wrote him off. He started picking up steam last year, and then lo and behold, he's he's really good now. He's a great pack. He's a great backup point guard. And Someplace, he, sometimes you just got to be in the the right place, right? The you right do have to be yes. Scenery. You do have to be in the right place at the right time. Um, but the Clippers made twenty three. They made twenty threes tonight. That's tough. That's tough to lose a game by six points when you make twenty threes. 
I mean, it is. You, they, I, that's why I was like, oh, they, they blew it, but not really. I mean, they really just did everything. They like I don't know what else they could have done necessarily. Like, if you look, I mean, like, Paul George could have shot the ball a bit better, but Reggie Jackson has played his best basketball maybe of his entire life. Honestly, yeah. maybe of his entire he's, life. He's been awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know if you could hear that. I keep trying to look at the... I keep trying to look at the box score on ESPN, and ESPN has these dumbass ads always playing on loud. It's like absolutely suck me from the back, dude. I'm just trying to record a podcast without annoying ass ads bumping in the middle. I can't even take them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they just got manhandled in the middle. Like Booker out rebounded, um, like I, any like yeah, I rebounded everybody on the Clippers. He's been he's yeah. been rebounding fantastically, by the way. Yeah, he's he's averaging seven rebounds a game through the playoffs, which is which yeah. is great. I mean, that was the out rebounded them. They out they out assist the shit out of them. Yeah, and then at that point, I mean, the Suns ball moving even without Chris Paul, it's just such a well oiled machine. And now, like I honestly, I've been such a Thibodeau. Like Thibodeau's the guy. Thibodeau's the head coach of the year. This to me was like okay, this is where really where Monty Williams, you know, shows his handprint on the team. In a sense. Yeah, with with the player assist from Coach Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, but he's but CP three is out here making TikToks at home, enjoying family time, and these boys go in in the desert and take care of business. I like Cam Johnson a lot. He's just like a great guy. I mean, that was a good pick, smart, cerebral guy, a veteran, like an old, a veteran young guy. Meaning I mean, like I, an not, upperclassman that comes in that you know you know he's not going to be a superstar, but you know he's going to be a contributor right away. When he was twenty four minutes, yeah, those twenty four minutes are so valuable. Well, I think uh, GM of the Suns, James Jones, probably saw a lot of himself in Cam Johnson, right? He's, mm. a, he's a tall, rangy guy that can shoot, mm-hmm. has a good offensive mind, knows his role. Like He's an upperclassman, like you said. I, I really like him, especially if he's coming off the bench for you and you're not relying on him to do too much. Um, Cameron Payne's first step is really impressive. I mean, he, he can get a bucket late in the shot clock, as he showed tonight. Where he just burnt, he just burned the defender, and it's just easy at the rim. Yeah, they don't even uh, they blink, and he's by them, and he's got he's laying it in. He's the opposite of um, silky smooth, like Booker is from shooting. His three his three point shot is gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. It is so uncomfortable to watch, and it goes in. and It's like I don't even. I, you almost don't even want it to go in. It's so ugly. But it, it, tip your cap to him. And the Sixers situation is just. I mean, it just proves the point. It's over. Like it, you can't. You gotta get. You gotta get Simmons off that team. You can't win. You can't win the championship if your primary ball handler is not an efficient scorer. I'm not even talking about elite anymore. I'm just talking about an efficient scorer. Your pri- in, this, in this day and age, like you like look, like all like Steph Curry's your primary ball handler. Like he's an efficient scorer. Chris Paul can score the rock. I mean, I guess in the Clippers, like you'll have times where it's like you know. Reggie Jackson, by the way, who was scoring the basketball like no other. And then you have Rondo. But Paul George, and, and how many times did Paul George and Kawhi bring it up? You know, If your guy is bringing up the basketball, he needs to be a threat to score. And Ben Simmons, not only is not a threat to score, you can just foul him late in the game. And by the way, that first, the front end of the free throw he took when it was 93-89, maybe like 50-something seconds. Minute 20. Minute 20, yeah. yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That He just yeah. shoots like a laser at the backboard. He and clanked I was, that thing. Clanked it. I was yeah. like, dude, like, I honestly, like, I was thinking, I go, okay, I'm definitely a worse free throw shooter, but by how much? You for sure are better, you for sure are a better free throw shooter than him. You are. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it was pretty clear uh, another instance in the game where I kind of, I, I was watching with my brother and he was on his computer and so he wasn't really looking at the TV and I mm-hmm. audibly go like, oh my God, like I audibly went like that because Ben Simmons, he spun baseline on Danilo Gallinari, the score was 88-86, the Hawks were up two and he had a wide open dunk. The guy's 6'10", dunking for him. No, is like horrible. walking for me. Yeah. And he passed it to Thibel, who luckily got a foul. It was a bailout call, and he went to the line, and he, he hit one for two. But just the fact that Ben Simmons it was so in his head that even being right at the rim, I mean, he could have jumped up and kissed the rim. He was that close. And he passed it is just the proof right he is, there. That, he is the yips, dude. That he, he, oh, he's... He's Spaceman Lee up in... <laughs> he's an astronaut. There's a there's a reference for you, John Fisher. <laughs> Shout out Mets, to Father's Mets Day. Mets pitcher, Spaceman Lee. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the, all the pops out there, um, especially Kevin Herter, who is Ben Simmons' dad, apparently. I, it, well, that's just the role player stepping up. I mean, Trey Young didn't even have a good... Trey Young had a, a bad game. Shooting wise, yeah. If that's if that's an indication of that, this Hawks team is not to be trifled with. I mean, they they have guys that can step up. Hunter and Bogdanovich didn't even play in this game. What like what's going? Or Bogdanovich played early and then left with the injury. You've got Gallinari stepping up with a huge steal and a huge three late in the game. They just Capella catches a lob. Collins is doing the the dirty work. Draws a charge on JoJo late. Like everyone on this team is stepping up. No All NBA guys. No all stars, no all defensive players, and they're still getting it done. I kind of like Okongwu, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's savvy. I, if this isn't proof, also more, more proof, more indication that Lloyd Pierce should probably not be an NBA head coach ever again because because Nate McMillan has completely turned this team around. I mean, where were where was any of these? Where were the Pelicans when McMillan was not a heck, when he's like, okay, the Pacers are firing McMillan. And you are the front office of the Pelicans. You know McMillan's a good coach. Yeah. You know he's well liked around the league. Well, this is what happens. The head coach the head the head coach gets fired and then to get back into a position where they become a head coach again. Not to say that Lloyd Pierce can't change, he can't learn, he can't become a better X's and O's guy or just a better player manager, he can. And what will happen is he'll be an assistant coach, just like Nate McMillan was this year. But I think Nate McMillan proved again and again that he took a team that should not have been making the playoffs most of those years and got to the playoffs. Sometimes it's a four or a five seed. Mm. He is a tremendous guy. He's a tremendous head coach. He knows how to squeeze the best out of his players. Mm-hmm. And he can coach in the playoffs. He's coached in big games before, and that experience is just resonating all across the board for his players, and they are stepping up to the challenge. I mean, to go to Philadelphia and win this Game 7 on the road is incredible. I think they're going to win. You think they're going to beat the, the Bucks? I think they're going to beat Milwaukee. I, I, think, I think Milwaukee got lucky because Milwaukee, that Nets team... Blatantly not that deep. Harden is playing on one leg. It's worst basketball. He can't even play realistically. He's out there as like a decoy. KD took them to the brink. I know it's Kevin Durant, but this Hawks team is dangerous, man. 
You you yeah. look, Drew Holiday had a great fourth quarter, but up until that point was playing absolute dog shit and not shooting well. You cannot this and this is not a team where you're like okay, Giannis can go exploit the paint. Those days are over. You got Capella, you got Okongwu. You have other guys that can, you know, play defense. You can have Hunter. You can put Hunter on him and keep him at bay, and then he tries to drive in, you have Capella. I mean, this is like a very versatile, again, like we've been saying, a very deep Atlanta team. And it's a team on an Atlanta team that if they're hot and shooting the basketball, it's going to be tough for that Milwaukee team to keep up because they match up very well against them, and Milwaukee has been show, has proven to not show up at times when it comes from shooting the, shoot, shooting the shit. I think it. Do you, do you, am I crazy? Or do you think Milwaukee? You think Milwaukee's fully got it? Um, sorry about that. But I do. I think that they've fully got it. No, not not at all. Not after what I witnessed from watching mm-hmm. the Hawks play. I mean, that's a that's a gritty win. I I, I don't think anything is written in stone. Um, I think Giannis is a matchup nightmare for anyone, but they've got bodies they can throw at him. And I think we're going to see a lot of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton having to prove themselves once again, if Bryn Forbes can, you know, if he can kind of catch some fire here, if Connaughton can catch fire for this series, that's going to go a long way for them. If they can figure out a way to get Brooke Lopez more involved on the offensive side, that can help out. Um, but yeah, I no, I I'm almost leaning in the same direction as you right now where the Hawks team just has a ton of weapons and they've stepped up defensively. Like I don't see why they feel like their scheme fit is A plus right now. Right? Like that that they're ready to go. They're ready to take this series. And they're not afraid they're not they're not afraid to to play big on the road and, and win those road games, which you can't be. I feel like we're about to witness something that we really rarely witness in basketball, and that's a changing of the guard, literally. If Atlanta wins this series and Trey Young's the face, if Phoenix wins this series, for all intents and purposes, we don't know how fully healthy Chris Paul is. It's going to be on the back of Booker, most likely, with the assist from CP3. It's a full-on take. I can't remember a time where like two young guys just fully took their teams to the championship and met in the championship like this. I'm really trying to think. Like, too young. Like, that young Thunder team, they still met, like, Wade, who had won at that point. They met LeBron, who had been there twice already at that point. And obviously, Bosch. I mean, they met, they met vets. I'm trying to think of, like, a young a mate. Can you, like, that first Warriors team that went there and won? Like, yeah. Like, they're young. But, like, but at that point, they went against LeBron. So, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm looking for, like, a real young versus young guy. And I just can't, I don't, maybe I'm blanking. I just don't really recall it. Where two young guys go in there and they, and they go duel it out. And that's where we're about. I mean, obviously, you have Chris Paul, who's as good of a vet as you could ask for. But if Trey Young and Devin Booker goes, it's really the ultimate changing of the guards. Unlike anything I think I've seen in sports. Well, just think about it this way. If we consider that Kawhi Leonard is probably more hurt than they're leading on and that yeah. he won't play the rest of the playoffs, then how many guys on the current four rosters have played in the finals before? Serge Ibaka. I mean, come on. Not getting minutes right now. <laughs> 
did has Jay yeah. Crowder played? He played on the Miami Crowder team. Has, last I'm trying year. to think. I'm really they trying to think. Crowder has. I don't has uh, who won the Clippers? Someone on the Clippers must have. I don't think so. I don't think any of them have played at this point. How many? Outside of Crowder and Ibaka, and again, Ibaka is mm-hmm. like an asterisk because he's not even really playing right now. I can't think of a guy who Tucker hasn't been there. Holiday, Middleton, mm-hmm. Giannis, none of them have been there. No one on the Hawks has been no, there. I mean, has Serge Ibaka is not even he, so. out for their whole playoffs. So, I mean, he would be the guy, him and Crowder, but like, that's it. Crowder's only, I mean, Ibaka's won a ring, but again, he's hurt. So, none of these guys have been there before, which is a great narrative. I mean, the narratives are good. Paul George, if he goes, he's led his team there, and it's like he's proven all the haters wrong from last year. And he's proven that he belongs in that conversation of upper echelon guys. Giannis kind of, you know, gets his shot when everyone's saying that you can't win with Giannis as your best player. Or we get what we're discussing, it's the two young guys going at it, and all of that all of a sudden that changes a bit of a narrative for the Luka trade, which is exciting for me because I've been – saying that it's not been a bad deal for the longest of times. Um, but in the onset, there's a new beast in the East. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I still disagree. I mean, no, I, I think... My brother and I were talking about it because what else are we supposed to talk about right now as, as Rome yeah. crumbles in Dallas? Um I think that you can't. You still can't say that because one, Cam Reddish is terrible, and two, you you just the rest of the front office in Atlanta did a fantastic job of putting other pieces around Trey Young. I mean, this game is is a sign of, of two things: one, that Trey Young obviously has an impact outside of scoring the basketball, but two, that they put the right pieces around him where that team can be successful, mm-hmm. even if yeah, he I will have say a this: game. It could be like one of those huge. situations where it's like. I, I mean, you, Luca is the if you if you look at those, if you look at those two rosters, Luca is the best player. Trey Young is the second best player, and then three through six are Bogdanovich is better, Collins is better, then maybe KP next, but then you got Gallinari, yeah. Lou Will, Clint Capella. Well, let's not discredit Hunter, Timmy, Hunter Timmy Handjobs. Healthy, like, Timmy Handjobs is great. Herder, like all. Sure, Herder and Tim sure, Herder and Tim Hardaway are, are about the same from the way no. Herder's playing right now. No, come on, man. Hardaway's better than Herder. Hardaway's better than Hunter. Harder Hardaway's probably on the level Gallinari is right now. Maybe slightly below. I would argue that Gallinari, Herder, and Hunter are like all at the at the same level. If we're gonna compare players like this, like we have to kind of put them into tiers and categories. Like at that point, is Hardaway that much better than any of the three of them? Not really. Like if you're, if you're, yeah, he's just he's more consistent. I would like, I would like to think. I guess, but Collins is clear. Collins and Bogdanovich are clearly better than KP at this point. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. That I'm. You're not gonna get any argument from me there. You ain't getting no argument from me there. You know how I feel about Kristaps. <laughs> Stinks. Yeah. So Overrated. I've named like seven players on the Hawks in in comparison okay. to the Mavs three players. Let me throw this comparison out then. It's going to be like this. Michael was blatantly better than Akeem, but you can't fault the Rockets necessarily for going Akeem number one. He did enough. 
I think it's going to be like one of those situations where Luke is just always clearly going to be better than Trey, but it's like, okay, it's not the end of the world. It's not like you traded him for JJJ or who's been hurt or MB3 who's been hurt. At least he got one of the big three guys in the top five, Aiton being the third at this point, who I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, I, I hope that anyone who watches basketball has become a fan of DeAndre Aiton. But I guess like we don't need to play this hypothetical out too much longer because it's not super relevant. The Mavs aren't in the playoffs right yeah. now. But I think if if we're gonna continue to fun, do this, man. we have to wait. We have to wait a really long time then, because then in ten years, like we don't know what Luca will be. the The question is like, how good will Trey Young be if both of them stay healthy throughout the history of the NBA? And all signs point to Luca being a potentially all time player. Yeah, I mean, also, who 10 years. I mean, I could have two dicks ripping bong on Mars. Who the hell is going to – no one knows going to happen in 10 years at this point, the way the world's headed. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it's good. That is – <laughs> that's fair. Modern medicine's crazy. That's fair, though. We'll wait on it. But I think it's – look, I've been so happy with Trey Young, and I've been happy that – it's great for them, the Knicks, that they did this, that you know, they proved that the Knicks, yeah, maybe they weren't necessarily ready, but it proved that they were still a good team. The Hawks were just really, really good and dangerous. And I think this is going to be another series where it goes to seven, which if the Suns can somehow get out in five or six without Kawhi being there, assuming that's the case, giving Chris Paul even more rest, I, I think the Suns are in the best spot to win. And I would love to see, I think the most fun matchup I think would be I really think Atlanta Phoenix would be a fun one. I really think it, I think the city of for I think the city of Atlanta is ready. I really do. I think but always on the cusp in basketball, the Braves are always right there but haven't really gotten it done in I don't god knows how long, but they're always right there. The Falcons are so close and then they're back and just a just a whirlwind of emotions. It's a popping city and I would love it for Atlanta to get there. That's where that's where my narrative also is right now. I this can't happen to this team just by nature of the fact that they've over-accomplished at this point. I think it's very clear, um, no matter what people thought of them coming into the season. But <laughs> we could get <laughs> we could get an epic collapse once again from an Atlanta team. I hope that it doesn't happen oh. because I want them to, to, to do well, but we, we might see them beat the Bucks and then get swept by the Suns. If the if the Hawks were to collapse, if the Hawks were to collapse like the Falcons were, and several like the, the, the Georgia Bulldogs have multiple times, I would laugh so hard in anybody's face on the side of the road. I mean, that also would bring me some serious joy because that's just sports humor at its best. Yeah, but I'm 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 kidding when I say that because anything that they do at this point is so great for their team and, and such a young cast of characters that it's really impressive. It is, but there's if, nothing. But that, if it does get to that point, there's where nothing it's they where can do at this point. You lose. think if they get swept by the Suns, that people are like, "Haha, Atlanta sports classic." No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if it gets to like game seven, they're up ten with like three minutes to go and they lose. That is that's awesome. Well, that that's kind of what just happened to Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, Philadelphia, you kick a kick rock. Philadelphia needed this. The Philadelphia 76ers needed to lose this game so they can go, okay, we have Joel Embiid. We got to keep Seth Curry in the mix. We have Thibel, who I'm a huge fan of, and Tobias Harris played his best basketball. All we really need to do 
is figure out some way somehow to send Simmons off and get Dame. Yeah. Send Simmons off and get Westbrook. Send Simmons off and get whatever. You know what? Honestly, here's a hot take. I'd rather have Malcolm Brogdon on that team. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't think that's crazy. Call up the Pacers and try to sell sell high on Simmons over Brogdon. Bring Brogdon in. That uh, he's a cerebral player. Is he the athletic freak that Simmons is? No. Is he the versatile defender, or just let alone defender that Simmons is? No. No. But, but honestly, for all intents and purposes, you have Thibel. Yeah. You have Embiid. You have a great defensive. And Harris is great on defense. You have a very good defensive team as it is. You can sacrifice a little bit, so your primary ball handler could be a 90, 40, 50 guy, let and not a guy who can't hit the red side of a barn. <laughs> yeah, I do think I like that. It's a it's a good fit for them. He's a great player. I think any team any team prospers when Malcolm Brogdon, you know, jumps onto their roster. There is not another team who is primed to go get if Damian Lillard comes to the front office in Portland and says he wants to get traded, how many other teams are looking to fling a trade piece, a valuable trade piece like the Sixers will be looking to move Simmons? And Daryl Morey has a quick trigger, and he's he he likes making moves. I, who else can really compete with that outside of a team like you know we've talked about like the Celtics having to like trade Jalen Brown, like which they don't want to do, but the Sixers are going to want to move Ben Simmons here. They're going to want to move him, dude. The Heat maybe. I'm the Heat have the picks. I don't know the Heat not necessarily, but there are other teams. I'll I'll give me give me one split second because I'm going to get this because Ben Simmons. Is he that valuable? We all know what his, we we know what we're getting, dude. Like he's not as valuable as like you can't win with him. Like the the Blazers, are, the, the Simmons is not sure, enough. but it would have to be no, a bevy of, of picks. Of course, but if you're the Portland Trailblazers and you're giving up Dame Lillard because Dame Lillard is telling you he wants to be traded and you're respecting him because he's played mm-hmm. with your franchise, brought you to yeah. you know Western Conference Finals and taken you to the playoffs year after year and given you his heart and soul, like you have to at that point make an evaluation and say, okay, whoever we're getting in return is not Dame Lillard a top 11 player in the league and we're not going to make it to the second round of the western you know the western playoffs next year so we have to we have to get whatever we can and in that case there's we were bashing Ben Simmons but he's still in my mind based off of his playmaking his rebounding ability his defensive versatility a top 25 player in the league no yeah, but like you need, but that's a guy you you need to put the team right team around his ass. You need to put the right team around his ass for sure. Like, are we gonna? Can he even beat? Can you do the Lonzo? But you could. But you swap? can. I don't even know. You can move McCollum too. If, like, if you're moving Lillard, you might as well move McCollum. And at that point, like you're blowing it up, kind of. But you, but you're blowing it up. But you have assets that you can move to get young, valuable assets in return, and that's what Simmons is. The first team I'm calling if I'm Portland is Denver. Give me Jamal Murray and something else, and I'll send you Dame. Dame, Jokic, MPJ, title. It's the first team I'm calling. I love Murray. Hope he comes back healthy. It was unfortunate he wasn't there this year. All that being said, that's what needs to happen for Denver to win a title probably, and it actually is a good deal. I think it's a better deal for the Blazers because at least Murray can score. But if I'm the Nuggets... I want to see what MPJ, Murray, and Jokic look like together. Dude, come on. You might have to. It's Dan. You might have to give up Jamal Murray and Mike MPJ, though. 
you might have to give. No, you no, you can't do that. Well, that's crazy. Well, you, Jamal Murray is Jamal Murray. He's not Ben Simmons. He's not worth as much as Ben Simmons is. Even still, even with the performance that Ben put up in the playoffs, I can't. I can't look at them as as equal trade value. You got to go picks then. You go picks. That's it. I yeah. I just. It's a team. Picks and we, Murray. We know that Maury will be looking to move Simmons. I do not believe that Denver will be looking to move Jamal Murray because they didn't get to see what was probably the second best team in the West after the Lakers being hurt. With the Lakers not injured with Davis and LeBron. They won the title last year. I, I think that the Nuggets with Murray, MPJ, and Jokic were the second best team in the West. Oh, they can do it, but it, it's more of a but to go back to Slumdog Millionaire, D. Jax, if 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 you have Dame. Now I'll say this just just to you know close out the basketball on the Sixers side of things because they just got eliminated. If you're, do we discuss this on the podcast? Do we discuss this on the couch or on the radio? One of the three, Ant Man for Simmons, or just like around town. Like, can that be a thing? Can the Timberwolves get involved here? I. If I'm the Sixers, I'm not taking that trade. Really? Yes. Really. All right. He's not a point guard. Don't don't pretend that Ant, don't Ant, Anthony Edwards is not Lamelo Ball. They're two se- I know. They're two separate but he's, guys. Do you go to the Hornets then, or no? The Hornets can't do that. No, because they've horrible. got a, a franchise cornerstone. They, they'll never give him up. And Anthony Edwards is not a franchise cornerstone, at least not yet. He's had a great rookie year. He's seen to be a really good scorer, but we haven't seen enough out of him defensively, playmaking-wise, like even consistently shooting the three at a good clip. Again, there's time to watch him develop. He's just a rookie, but that's it's an it's a very, very... You're giving up a lot before you've seen a lot, and that's a tough trade. That's to true. I'm going to throw one out there that it won't happen, but it's interesting. They're going to call Chicago. For Levine? They're going to call him for Levine. I don't, know, I don't think Chicago is going to say yes, but they'll call they him might, for him. They might have to because do we see Levine re-signing as an unrestricted free agent next year in Chicago? Hell to the gnaw. You might as well get him in the contract year for for what you can. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear I, that he's going he's gonna to want to be out of bounce. it. Bounce. Yeah. He's going to bounce, dude. That trade for Vooch was terrible. Even if Vooch is good, you have a top 10 pick. Horrible deal. Horrible. Horrible deal. Now you have to may have to trade for Simmons. <laughs> um, all right. Well, shout out John Rahm, my favorite golfer, won the U.S. Open. I didn't watch much golf this weekend, but I'm stoked. I always loved John Rahm. He's my favorite golfer for God knows how long. Tory Pines. Shout year. out to Nick. San Diego course right there. Yeah. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick's family. Um, and then, you know what, Toss? I'll close out this. Wander Franco. Look out for him. Ray's Phenom. Number one prospect in baseball. He's here. He's arrived. They called him up, 19 years old. Should be exciting. Olympic qualifiers going on right now, too. So That's great. And Euro Cup. And the Euro Cup. Yeah, there's a lot of good sports going on. A lot of good and sports. And you go to bet on. online. Go to bet online and bet on it. Bet online. But, yeah. Online sportsbook experts. Betonline.ag. Lock in that Suns in four bet because it's it's only, the odds are going to get worse and worse after every single game. <laughs> that, guy was at the, that guy was at the game. He's, He's on Cameo now. <laughs> if you're if you if you so desire getting, you can go to cameo, cameo that's a lock for me and request sons and four guy and he will say sons and four 
uh, if for anyone who doesn't know who that is, there was an altercation in the stands between a Suns fan and two Nuggets fans in game three of that series. The Suns fan punched the Nuggets fans in the face and then looked at dead eye into the camera and said Suns in four. And, and Devin Booker I'm has D- given I'm, him tickets to the Western Conference final games. I'm DMing him. I'm DMing him getting him on the pod. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Also, just I get one of my, my college friends group, like Instagram group, just thought the polls I had today was ridiculous with the, with the Mother's Day poll, Father's Day polls. Did you see those toss? No, I didn't. What were some of them? Your your mom tells you she's been seeing someone. Who would you rather that someone be? LeBron, Lakers tickets, Saban, Bama tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather have come in and be your stepfather? Gimme Clay, Tannehill. He seems aight. <laughs> I'm going to go with Lakers tickets and yeah. Clay. Okay. Who would you rather well, also, have as your f- I don't know what Clay's marital status is and I know that Tannehill has a wife, so that that's yeah. part of the reasoning. And, Very and wholesome of you. Clay is he's great on the mic. I mean, we've seen him uh, sideline report a couple of games in his injured state and he's pretty mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a man. Uh better here's a, here's one for you. Were, you. Here's one for you. Yeah. Who would you rather be your stepfather? Drake or Michael B. Jordan? Are they both banging Amari Bailey's mom? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> Amar, I'm gonna make it. I'm, I need it. I'm gonna talk to Joey. We need a Marley, Amari Bailey in a Raptors unit. He's not gonna know what that means, but I'll talk to him about it. Joey, our graphic designer. Shout out to him. So who's, who's um, your pick? Dr- dude? Drake. Not, not even close. You're not a big MBJ guy. Uh, I'm a I'm a medium MBJ guy. I'm a big Drake guy. I love Drake. It's closetly. Not many people know that about me. Huge Drake fan. You what do you, yeah, you don't like, like? What do you mean? You, you're all about telling people that you like other bands that are well liked, like the Chili Peppers and Fish. That's different. Though. Those are bands that are very well liked by a lot of people. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm not. I, I don't mean closet in the sense like I'm ashamed of it. I mean like people don't know that side of my music taste. People li- think I just like those two bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's all people think I listen to. So uh, I, I was like, I, li- I, mean, I listen to, a, <laughs> I listen to a lot of Ruf. I listen to Chili Peppers, a lot, but I listen to a lot of Rufus. I listen to a lot of Odessa. I listen to like a lot of EDM stuff. And I, I listen, you know, I've been in this band Jungle lately. I love Alabama Shakes, and everyone just yeah, like I get in the car and people go, "Red Hot Chili Peppers, though." Yeah, they're my favorite band ever for sure. But that's like fine. I'm allowed to be obsessed. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna bounce here, but I want to make it known to you that I'm about to DM the Suns and Four guy to come on our show. Cool, I look forward to talking nice. to him. That'd be that'd be dope. Uh, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, and hit your free throws. Why? Because they free. Because they free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.